0: And now, without further ado, sit back and enjoy the Button to Christ Ministries podcast.
1: Amen. Praise the Lord. Happy Tuesday. Thank you so much, Sister Charlene, and happy Tuesday to everyone listening. God is truly a good God, and just want to praise him that he's working all the time. God is just working on our behalf. We're so grateful it's minus four degree in Toronto, a little bit colder, just a little bit of snow. God is good, and we really appreciate him and we know that he's able. you know some people where they're calling from their uh enjoying the sunshine and uh like sister mavis uh over there in the scottish highlands i know there is snow so you know but god is good nevertheless he protected us and he's always there to take us to the next level the week so far has been a trying week you know we have been continued bombard with calls and with individuals who are seeking help so we continue to ask that you will pray for us continually just lift us up in prayer and i'm just praising the lord because for me everything is back to normal god has been so good and protecting me amidst the storm amidst the different cases uh, we have uh, dealing with. So, you know, we are just so grateful and thankful for the Virgin praying for us all over the world and so happy. Um, I want to just remind you that the All Night program is coming up again and it's promised to be a really powerful night. So, you know, prepare to watch, prepare to um, be ready. You know what I mean? If you want to share a testimony, just uh, send an email to us from now on purpose so we can give you the Zoom link or we'll tell you how you can come in and and give a testimony. So, you know, that's all what is coming up. I want you to go with me now. The Lord impressed me to share going to Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1, I'm going to be reading from verses uh, 21. Uh, downwards to say 28. Um, so there's a couple important lessons that the Lord wants us to to gain from these scriptures. Um, let us pray. Father in heaven, we're so grateful, Lord, and thankful that you woke us up
0: in our rightful
1: mind. You are such a loving God, a blessed God. We just want to thank you. And as we open up your words, Lord, may your words go with power and touch every heart, and may hearts be watered and be moved and be converted unto thee. We thank you, Lord, for what you're about to do. We give you the worship and the praise in Jesus Christ's name, I pray. Amen. Amen. So, uh, verse 21 says, And they went into Capernaum, and straightway on the Sabbath day, he entered into the synagogue and taught. So, Jesus, with his disciples or with his followers, went in to the church on the Sabbath, and he taught and... Expound upon the word. So there was worship going on on the Sabbath. And he entered because the church was in gear. The church was open. And he was able to enter on the Sabbath day. So there was worship. Verse 22. And they were astonished at his doctrine. For he taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribes. So, um, what I observe as the Spirit of the Lord was showing me this, is that there's always two groups of people. You know, so right now he said he taught with authority, with the confidence, because he knows whom he served. He said, not as the scribes. So now... We can see that there's a lot of scribes that go to church, people that are eloquent in everything, but when it comes to being bold for the Lord, when it comes to being a witness, you know a lot of people don't do it. they just come and they love to expand on the word and 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 everybody look at them as well learned. but when it comes to spreading the gospel and speaking with boldness. They don't do that. So the Lord comes now and starts to speak with authority. And they are like, wow, what new doctrine is this? What's going on here? Is he really an adventist? Is he really one of us? And because of the word that he was speaking, it causes something to happen. I want to tell you, when you go and you start to speak with authority, it will cause things to happen in the congregation. I remember a few years back, in the early stage of this ministry, I was invited to do something at an all-nighter at a church in Toronto. So I got to the church and they invited me up now and I went up to start to give the word of encouragement. And when I went up and start to speak, here's a young lady that just jumped up and tried to run out. And they had to go after her to bring her back inside. When they brought her back inside, They 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 said to me, You gotta stop, we gotta pray for her. The long and short is she could not speak. The devil blocks her mouth right in front of the congregation. And there was two pastors there, we called them up and we tried everything and she could not speak. So then we exit off into the back room, and I know some people may be on who was there. And we took her to the back room, and then I gave her a pen, and the devil just locked her hand. And I pushed the pen in her fist and said, Write what's wrong. And she says, My tongue is sealed to my lips. And I command. The enemy right there to loose her tongue. And immediately her tongue was loose and she could speak. And they brought her in front of the church and she praised God. The point is that when the word is being presented, undiluted word, it does something. I'm telling you, I've seen it happen many times. We're in a session. And spirits start to manifest. So here it is now. Jesus went into the synagogue. He started to teach the undiluted word. And in verse 23 of Mark chapter 1, and it says, And there was in there, in the synagogue, a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out. So is this still happen in the churches today? I know again I went to another church and the pastor called me up to pray after they had the programme and, and, and they asked the question, Is there anybody who have demon activity and they want just a deliverance prior? Come to the altar. And when they called me up to pray, I pray specific prayers. And when I start to pray, there was a lady at the altar and she started to move her hand vigorously. And this is right at the altar in the Adventist church. And her hands were moving back and forth. So I stopped the prayer and said to her, say you belong to Jesus Christ. So who do you belong to? And she says, I belong to God. And because I know that the devil call himself God, I stop again and say, who do you belong to? And she repeated the same thing. And I command in Jesus' name. And then when I ask her again, she said, I belong to Jesus Christ and she fell back way on the ground. And the demon came out of her and went into three people. A lot of people heard I gave this testimony right at the altar. The point I'm trying to say is a lot of wounded souls go to church. Jesus went into this sanctuary and there was somebody who was demon-possessed coming there every Sabbath, and nobody knew. The Word did not cause the Spirit to manifest. Because, you see, Jesus came with the undiluted truth. And when you come with the thus said the Lord, it will break all powers. It will cause Spirit to unleash. So here now, the Lord, the man cried out and hear what the voice said in verse 24, saying, let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? You see how he addressed Jesus? Is only one Jesus from Nazareth. That's why, you see, when we pray, we ask the individual to say Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Because there's no other Jesus that came from Nazareth. If you just use the name Jesus, some people call themselves Jefferson in Spanish, and, and people call their people Jesus, and all different things. But Jesus Christ of Nazareth is only one. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So when you call that name, Lord of mercy, all demons tremble when they hear that name. If the devil could identify him and address him in this manner, what about us? When we address our Savior, do you know him? you know where he's from do you have a relationship no listen again come on virgin this is deep you know i know you didn't know the scripture is in the bible here this is deep let's go back again it says the man cried out he cried out in verse 23 mark chapter 1 verse 23 at the end he cried out Because the Word, the presence of the living God is in this place. When the presence of the living God is there, demons have to cry out. And we have several experiences like this. Where when we start to pray, the demons start to scream immediately. I could tell when I'm doing a sermon. And if somebody is there that is demon possessed, you're going to see them moving up and down or they will get up and walk out. I've seen it happen many times. Because when I'm coming with the word in Jesus' name, I'm coming deep. The spirit of the Lord is taking me deep in his word. It roots out. Mercy, Lord. Mercy. So hear this now. Look at verse 24. The demon spoke, and some people said, "Can demons speak? Of course they will take on the person's voice sometimes, but sometimes it can be a woman and a man speak through the woman. We've seen all different types of things happen so so this is in the word so. They say, let us alone. What does that mean? It meant that there's legions. There's more than one. Let us alone. They're saying, why are you coming here with such deep word? It's affecting us. Let us alone. What have we to do with thee? Thou Jesus Christ of Nazareth, art thou come to destroy us? So who is the destroyer then? Who should we call on when we have demonic power coming to attack us? Let's call on the name of Jesus Christ. Let's call on Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the one who they know can destroy them. But listen, listen, look at it this way. It took Jesus to go to that sanctuary to know that somebody was possessed. People have been going to that sanctuary for years but they are playing church. They are just dressing up and going for Sabbath lunch. No deep root power. No serious worship. That they have been going there for years and the person is demon possessed and nobody knew how many people today is demon possessed. If a demon ever manifests and speaks in the church, all the church go empty. As a matter of fact, that situation I told you about, when the demon came out of that lady, it went into three people. And when you look at the church, people are shaking in fear. In the church. What is going to happen in the last days? There's going to be more manifestation. What are God's people going to do? How are we prepared for this? There's so many people that send witchcraft at us. From you were born, you're struggling. A lot of people send witchcraft on people's finances. You didn't know that? They send you money. And they did things to the money and sent it to you. God allow it to happen because we're blind. We're gullible. God allow it to happen to us. We've seen hundreds of cases where people are in poverty because of witchcraft. Adventists, God's people, and they're still in poverty. Because that needs to be broken. But they don't know. Things can happen. Things can happen. Sometimes God permits it. God permits it. I meant, you know, you heard the testimony I share. Just a week and a half, two weeks ago, I was feeling a hundred just finished the sermon, and all of a sudden, I just felt different. Something happened. The long and short is I started to get sick. And people started to call me and said, but all the years I know you, you never get sick. And I praise God for that. I have never, I don't get sick, Who those who know me. God has been sustaining me 20 years straight and probably have a little cough in two or three times. No medication. God has been strengthening me. And this time, boom, I felt like all my energy just went. I knew something was wrong. I tried everything. It felt like my head is under pressure, like I had a massive, massive head cold immediately, out of nowhere, but I knew something was wrong. I developed a cold immediately, and and but still, I never coughed since that time, never. I tried to start to take everything and ask the question. Then I felt like I'm about to die. You know what? It's about two or three days after when we went into some serious prayer. The Lord showed us that Satan is upset with the ministry in the highest level. So he sent a demon to touch me. Well, you know what my prayer was? How? What? Give him legal rights to do that. And then the Lord says, pretty much he allows it to show us the seriousness of this ministry. Because the devil was upset because of the Halloween that we prayed against. They could not carry out their mission because of the intercessory prayers block them so they are trying to send power using every other sources to get to me and you know what the lord gave me a recipe he said do a prayer of deliverance and the lord showed me how to do it and then he says do a prayer to break any curses that they send to anybody from the ministry it works around you. And I did it. And after everything was over, immediately, I started to feel better. And within two hours, that feeling was gone. That bad feeling like I was going to die was gone immediately. And then, it's gradual, within a day, I'm 100%. And I never had a cough from that time. All the head cold that was in me just (laughs) disappeared. When I see how God works, when I see how God works, you know, I just said, Lord, you're so powerful. You're so powerful. You see, people is going to conjure up spirit. The devil goes to all his agents and conjure up spirit against God's people for poverty, so that you struggle, so that you can't get married. You don't have children. I'm telling you. These are regular spells that they cast on people every day. But God's people, a lot of us are sleeping. This is an example here that Jesus entered this synagogue. A man is there, demon-possessed, and church was going on every Sabbath, and nobody knew because their worship was in vain. Their worship wasn't hit in heaven. Their worship, they need a wake-up call. They need some sound doctrine. Hello, somebody. Listen, listen, i got to read it again. Please, brethren, underline verse 24, because there's many messages in verse 24. Mark chapter 1, verse 24. Look at it again, brethren. It says, saying, they said, let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? Then they said, "I know thee, who thou art, the Holy One of God. Mercy. <laughs> wow, if the devil know who Jesus is, the Holy One of God, why don't we know who Jesus is? Why don't you recognize who our Creator is, who our God is, who Jesus Christ of Nazareth is, why don't we? identify him could you imagine the rest of people in the church hearing that what if that was to happen today the demon manifests and said I know who Jesus is the church would clear out I'm telling you you're going to have some brave soul who's going to praise God and remain but a lot of people would be gone Because we worship, but we don't expect certain things. We don't know, we don't expect certain things. We are just church boys. We don't really know God. Trust me. Okay, look at verse 25. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, hold thy peace and come out of him. Jesus just said, okay, I heard enough. Stop from speaking now. Hold thy peace now and come out in Jesus' name. Verse 26, and when the unclean spirit had torn him and cried with a loud voice, he came out of him. What does it mean to tore him? It meant that some serious movement was happening. They didn't just come out easily. That's why when we pray for people, we prepare to hold them. Because when you command that demon, that demon don't want to leave. So they will lift up the person, slam the person against the wall. They will do all different manner of things because they don't want to come out. But under the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, they have to obey. But why it's so stubborn at times is that some of the spirit have legal rights. Meaning that you know you're doing something that is not right. You know somebody tell you to go bath in this, go drink this. And you have some of it in your house. You think that they're going to come out of you that easy? No. They're like, no, you have our stuff in your room. Under your bed, you have your Florida water. You have your frankincense and more that you burn. We're not leaving. Can you believe in stuff? You have your garlic. You have your your lemon. You have all these things hung up all over the place, your inch measure. These are rituals. You have these things. You think the devil is going to leave you? No wonder we struggle sometimes when we pray for people because they have a lot of stuff hide and they don't tell us, but they want to be delivered. No. No, brethren. If you want to be delivered, clean up your house first. If you want a deliverance. You don't come and say I want to be delivered. But there's so much stuff hidden. No. No. It can't work. God wants us to use wisdom. But here you know what? Now I'll just read the last verse here. Verse 27. And they were all amazed in some way that they question among themselves, saying, what is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority commanded he even unclean spirit, and they do obey. This is how the church is lackadaisical and spiritually dead, spiritually blind. That's a sermon in itself, verse 27. What is this? They're amazed, questioning amongst themselves, what is going on? Is this some new doctrine? No wonder a lot of people talk against button to Christ ministry. They are in the same category. They go to church, but they don't understand the power of God. They're here. These were churchgoers who were in the sanctuary on the Sabbath asking, what kind of new doctrine is this? And Jesus Christ was in the house. Hello, somebody. Jesus Christ of Nazareth was in the house, and people are asking, what doctrine is this? That's what's going on today. People are asking the same question when they heard the testimony They their life. Is this for real? What doctrine is this? Are they really Seventh-day Adventists? What is going on? Are they into witchcraft? (laughs) Mercy. If they did that to Jesus, what doctrine is this? That even the Spirit obeyed him. Are they in Obia? Are they in witchcraft? Is he a big Obia man? (laughs) Mercy. Mercy. They call Jesus Beelzebub. So what do you expect? They call Jesus. Jesus in the house before the praising and say, wow, we're learning so much. They question it. They pull one side and say, hey, you know, I don't know about this ministry, man. You know, you, know, you really go into that button to Christ? You really believe them? All they talk about is demon, man. What are you doing? Could you imagine how they treat Jesus? So why do we expect better if they, if they treated Jesus that way? But you know what? Amidst that, there were some fervent people who understood what spiritual warfare is, who understood that there is an enemy. There's an adversary. There's people who understood that the Word of God routs demons, People who understood that when we call on Jesus Christ of Nazareth, there's power. There's some people who understood that there's mighty rock is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. There's a few people who get it. There's a few people still who haven't bowed to Baal. There's a few people who understood and know that Jesus Christ reigns supremely. There's a lot of people who knows that still. I'm telling you, no wonder the Lord said he's going to come like a thief in the night. A lot of people who are playing church. He's like the foolish virgin. No oil. He already run out. No oil. Who cool class of people in the church. One scribes and the other who really know God. Trust me, God is asking you in closing. What are you doing? Are you playing church? Do you know Christ Jesus? Do you believe in the last days there's going to be miracles? In the last days there's going to be signs and wonders. In the last days many people are going to be filled with demons. Are you ready? to be used by the power of jesus christ let's get ready and let us stay ready may god bless you and keep you and may he say shine upon you in jesus name as we will now have the prayer requests in jesus
0: name thanks for listening to the button to christ ministries podcast we hope that you were blessed